tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hi, everybody. Hope this finds you well. Um, you find me in Scotland, actually. I returned to the homeland yesterday to visit family. Going to go on a little bit of a, a road trip around Scotland. So uh, apologies if the sound quality of my intros is not up to its usual standard. But this is uh, life on the road with soundtracking. But fear not, we still have an incredible collection of guests coming up for you over the next couple of weeks. But our guest this week on Soundtracking is a composer who provided the music for, I would say, one of the water cooler TV series of 2021. I am, in case you're wondering, talking about The Serpent. I love this show so much, for which Dominic Scherer has delivered a properly brilliant soundscape. Now, based on true events, The Serpent tells the story of serial killer Charles Sabrage, who murdered young tourists in Thailand between 1975 and 2000. As well as Dominic's fantastic score, the show also features tons of needle drops from the era, of which more shortly. But first, I wanted to talk to you about Masterclass, which I've been watching and learning from for the last few months now. Masterclass offers online tuition across a range of fields from some of the best known names in their respective professions. Now, I've been using it as a wonderful research tool for work and life, and it's utterly fascinating. I've learned tips on my photography from Annie Leibovitch, got an amazing insight into independent filmmaking from Spike Lee, while the Roxanne Gay course is incredibly insightful on writing for social change. It's the most incredible way of learning skills from some of your favourite people in the world. It's totally immersive and the quality is really impressive. Masterclass is the online education subscription service offering over 100 courses across so many subjects from cooking, gardening, acting to a plethora of other subjects. Each of the courses is broken out into 10 to 20 minute lessons that are easy to fit into your daily life and you can watch from any of your devices. I would highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every masterclass and as a soundtrack and listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash sound. That's masterclass.com slash sound for 15% off masterclass. And so to Dominic, himself a master of his art. And we'll begin with his cue from the serpent, Herman in the Rain.
Hi, Dominic. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm so sorry about last week. I had a my mum and dad were um, on their way down and they were involved in a, a, a not a serious accident, but it was just one of those things where it was. Oh no. Are they okay? Uh, um, so I'm, um, yeah, they, uh, everyone was absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much for your yeah for your patience and being able to facilitate more time for me to chat to you. Thank you so much. That's all right. I love the serpent. I want to start straight on that, if that's okay, because I am. Um, yeah, sure. I had the pleasure of chatting to the brilliant Jenna Coleman uh, about her incredible performance. So I got sent it uh, b- before it aired here in the UK, anyway. Oh, it was incredible! So, 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 so great. But um, let let's talk a little bit about your your journey with this specifically, and then and then that kind of maybe encourage us to talk about how you work um, project to project anyway as a composer. But but with this, I imagine there was a lot of different things to consider or, or tell me if there were, where be that, you know, it's an, it's an episodic TV format. It's based on true events. It's a specific genre. It has a style to it. It also, the location and the cultural colours and landscape of that. Were all those things, things that you did consider when you were thinking about the score for it? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you have to, I don't know, there's a few things in there that you mentioned, yeah. but you have to, <laughs> you know, have to think about, you know, location. Yes, of course, you know, because we wanted it to be kind of exotic, you know, so to have a sort of this exotic, I guess, sort of appeal or the excitement, you know, of this being elsewhere. And maybe, you know, this is parallel with maybe the excitement of, the, the young travelers who went out there and, you know, experienced that, you know, to maybe kind of get some of that excitement back. And then uh, it being, uh, you know, episodic. Yes. I mean, you know, that's, I do a lot of that basically. I mean, it's, it, it, and, and, and for me, it's, I, I like it because, you know, you have, it's a playground of yeah eight episodes, you know, you can develop the themes slowly and then bring them back and uh you know people kind of like these recurring themes and when you then sometimes refer back to the title theme in the middle people sort of think like oh yeah that must be an important moment where did you start with it quite early um so i had a script and worked with the script because i always make sure i've got some music ready when they start shooting not for them to shoot but because the edit starts when they're starting shooting, you know, or at least, you know, the assembly editing. So I think it helps if some of my music already starts to, you know, be in the cut at an early stage rather than using, you know, just temp music, any kind of other music, because they need some music with it. So so I started, um, so this was in in summer 2019. Yeah. I mean, it's you talk about the almost luxu- luxurious element of of working on an on an episodic format. Um, you know, in terms of like being a playground, I love that notion of it as well. And what's great as well, like you talk about, when do you know when things are going to be recurring, like themes or or motifs or just elements that they may kind of come back and stuff? Is that a conversation you have with, you know, with the director in terms of specifics of what? what he's looking for yes but also you know a lot of it was i guess came out because i know tom shankland the lead director quite well because we he was lead director on ripper street on the missing and we did some other productions together on the city and the city so we've we've worked on quite a lot of shows 
together. And so I know what he, you know, likes or how he wants to approach it. So a lot of that, you know, with the serpent, a lot of the scoring, particularly when we then had the episodes together, mm. we didn't actually really talk any further. You know, I know it sounds strange, but um, because we are, we were so aligned by then, you know, mm. that it was almost a kind of automatic process. But for early on, yes, I mean, you know, and, and some of it is just playing around, you know, s- sort of seeing and because it, that's the good thing about starting early because you can go to some bold places where you know is there a thing oh yeah let's some try some crazy vocal or vocoder or something i don't so so i did there is some crazy stuff i did which never made it you know so that was just too much or it was unsuitable but but there was other stuff that what is in there and it's it's quite exciting and i think you can only really do that when you start early you know and then you have room to play like that kind of um are are you are you privy to performance and to to watching any rushes to kind of you know get a feel of the the chemistry between people and the tone of of performances and things like that how important is that yeah you mean the actress performances yeah 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 totally very much so um and and also it was you know i went i actually went on location as well i went to thailand and and, you know and then you know also met you know kind of you know hung out with jen and tahar and you know just so to get um and you know see the locations and and all that so um so that was quite an important part i mean it's it's always i mean so that was actually nice to meet them quite early on because often I get to meet the actors like at the premiere or something, you know, and and then I I feel like I know them really quite intimately because I'm sometimes scoring their little move in the face and you yeah. know I, I I analyze their performance and and all that so I feel like and then I sort of go up to them and sort of say introduce myself and I'm com- composer blah blah and I'm a sort of it's. I can see this is almost kind of creepy <laughs> to them, you know, because uh, yeah. you've watched their every move. Yeah. 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 And so, and they obviously, they have sort of no idea what, what I'm doing. And also maybe we've just watched, uh, you know, the premiere, the the first, and this is often when they actually see themselves the first time, you yeah. know? And so, so they, they are of course not interested at all in the music because they want to see what they look like on screen at that stage, you know? So, um, yes, I mean, it, in particular, you know, the fit, the, the character of Charles Sobraj was, you know, it needed some thinking before just how to, to score that because, you know, it, it could, we could have done it a bit like catch me if you can, or something like that, you know, like a sort yeah. of cool con man, you know, but, 
it would have been so wrong to do that but also because this guy is a super brutal killer and there is in a way there is nothing to celebrate yeah you need that darkness yeah uh, but you know what kind of darkness and mm. it, to, it is because and and yes i mean i think the way tahar played it is is you know it was it was very cold you know and yeah. which was right i think mm. you know that's really interesting to kind of you know particularly with the period that it's set in as well and when you think about the kind of the musical landscape of that that time sort of thing and and the idea that you know he on kind of the surface level he is this kind of suave really impressive um charismatic you know charmer really the sort of man from uncle kind of sort of mm-hmm. soundscape could almost be his you know his his sort of walk on music so to speak but i think what's so brilliant in what you've done with the score is that you've you kind of almost remove the 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 period element of it you know in terms of the 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 score is not is not matched with the period it's it's something completely different and it works so fantastically the pulses and the drones and the deep strings and the kind of ambience that that you've kind of created just adds to the journey and the kind of and like you say, that darkness element to it, whilst all this color and you know, because it's so such a sensual film as um, TV show as well, you know, in terms of you know the colors and the clothes and the busy streets and the temperature and all that, you can feel it and smell it almost whilst you're watching it. But the score just puts this weight on you. So works brilliantly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was you know to do a kind of seventies kind of period soundtrack you know for something so something like this yeah maybe you could have put some kind of funky kind of rhythms and yeah. some guitar and whatever <laughs> yeah. and, and things like that you know but this would have sort of evoked a kind of nostalgia really which yeah. was we don't want you know it just it's not going to work it's this is not about sort of how great the 1970s were this is actually just how how horrible they were or how <laughs> dangerous you know so so but also you know i wanted to have a kind of modernity to it not just because we want to do it make, make it modern but 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 because at that time you know it felt like we are entering a new age, you know, where people can travel on jets around the world and they can visit other cultures. You know, it was a real opening up and 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 looking into the future then, you know. So I, t- I took some elements from the 70s that at that time would have probably felt kind of futuristic, you know, like there is a bit of influence of Philip Glass and kind of these high sort of bright organs and things you know that are fast and kind of exciting and they still actually sound quite modern
and then you know you had the kind of avant-garde synthesis you know in the 70s that you know this is going beyond like sort of craft work and stuff you know just yeah. more kind of stranger a more experimental stuff you know which was i found was quite a good way to to score some of the kind of more psychotic elements yeah. of it you know Because, because I could do all that kind of the modern thing because I knew we'd have some tracks in there. You know, I knew there'd be licensing of Led, Ze- Le- Led Zeppelin and Serge Gainsbourg and all that. And so that fulfilled all the period side. And so so the, my score was free to, it didn't have to say period anymore, you know. Yeah. Gainsbourg et son Gainsbourg ont pris le ferryboat. De leur lit, par le hublot, ils regardent la côte. Ils s'aiment et la traversée durera toute une année. Ils vaincront les maléfices jusqu'en 70. Were you aware of the specific tracks that were were going to be used at certain moments? So that because because there there has to be synergy between you know in the same way that you have you know a, a fantastic piece of score that that seamlessly links into Jenna walking down a crowded street where there's diegetic sounds and, and music almost kind of going on from the atmosphere. That has to work well with with the, the choice of needle drops as well that are in there as well, you know, in terms of it can't clunk, it can't sort of jolt. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, there's, you know, there, for example, practical things, you know, with a key and things like that. So, yes, I was aware of which tracks were being used, you know, because sometimes I'd have sort of a segue, you know, in and out of those tracks. But also, maybe more importantly, it's sort of the whole... I don't know, there's a sort of tension curve of an episode. Mm-hmm. You know, then if I know, if we know that we've got a kind of jaunty Gansport track in the middle, then it's okay to kind of contrast that with something that's more kind of scores the subtext. And, you yeah. know, so, so in a way it's, um, so yes, it's, it's important. I mean, I wasn't directly involved in the choice when we did talk about it before. And also Tom and Tom Shankland and I are, are, are big Gansbourg fans uh, anyway and, and stuff. So, so, uh, and I, I knew that he was going to want, we'll want to put a lot of kind of seventies blues rock in there as well. So, because that's his kind of, thing you know so um yeah. and, <laughs> and and um so so yes it, it 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 was good and also i then had to kind of make sure that i'm not sort of you know duplicating some of what's in in those tracks you know 
I, I wondered whether it was something that there was any kind of reason, because you know, with the choice of of those tracks, not all of them, but maybe some of them, of whether there was research done into, you know, the music that Charles at the time would be prone to listening to or be fan of. No, I don't know. They may have. I mean, when I started the project, you know, by then, you know, this had been in preparation about seven years. So wow. So 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 I I Tom. And I first talked about it in 2014 when we were doing the missing. So, and and then you know we they got um, Richard Warlow, the writer on it, who we both worked with on Ripper mm. Street as well. So, so then over these many years, they built up a Spotify playlist, which then they sent to me, and it was 37 hours long. <laughs> and 37 hours. Wow. I don't think I ever got through that, you know. So, but there was That's like almost a playlist to get you through the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, about, you know, I still kind of sometimes looked in there and there were some things that I I just didn't know and I thought like, oh, that's interesting and sometimes I I mark one track because I sort of like an element I like the congas on this yeah. or I like this you know so we can pick we can then pick little elements you know from that started to make my own own playlist as well you know, there's some things that you know some kind of vibe that I wanted in there it's, you know like this thing when I was saying kind of you know looking into the future and stuff you know not to make it I wanted somehow the spirit of Nico in there a little bit you know and but obviously you can't really do that without Nico singing but then I discovered some videos of her like playing the harmonium um, oh wow on some, you know, because yeah, so she was quite a sort of avid harmonium player. So when she was doing solo stuff, she often performed with a, a yeah, basically a harmonium. Um, and which, and I play quite a lot of harmonium as well on soundtracks. Uh, I mean, I have like an, an Indian harmonium. And um, so, you know, I sort of try to c- copy her style a little bit of the playing. So that's in some of the, the tracks. Um, I mean, some of the cues now. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, I mean, the, the production deserves kind of such a such praise for being kind of committed due to, you know, the fact that it they had to shut down and because of COVID. But they, I'm so glad that the, the kind of dedication and commitment to the project was there from everyone because it's it's such a fantastic piece. But boy, were they thrown some, you know, some some hard sort of mm. situations, really. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, there was, I mean, it, it was even before COVID, you know, there was delays, there was... The monsoons in Thailand and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there was a quite, quite a few hiccups, but, you know, everyone is quite experienced on, on this, you know, so it didn't, you know, it just sort of carried on, you know, and then it was, it was, and then when, you know, March last year, when we all went into lockdown and, yeah, they had to return from, from Thailand. Uh, without having finished everything you know and then but also we were in right in the middle of post-production as well and for a while you know we were just carrying on as if nothing happened you know and within one day I had to move my entire studio to home and and get set up again and within a day again I was up and working again it was it was actually really difficult but but then at some point I think they just couldn't sustain the pace anymore you know because because the actors were spread ar- around the world you know in in different scenarios of of, of different types of yeah. lockdown and you know there's was no ADR wasn't possible you know that dialogue replacement uh, so they were being sent equipment to record it at home and you know blah blah you know but but then wow. that, at some point I think they just had to accept that the whole thing is going to take quite a bit longer you know so so we yeah. So, and then I think it was extended by about six months again. Can we talk about the theme for the show as well? Because the theme song, where do you start when you have the job of writing a theme song for a TV series? I don't really. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I write some themes, you know, it's almost, we always decide later which one is going to be the main theme. Oh, interesting. Okay. And really what's actually happened was what's now the title music theme was a theme that was more for Herman Knippenberg. You know, it was because it has that kind of sort of American minimalist or or also there's actually Dutch minimalist style, you know. So so there's some of that, you know, that kind of pattern and, and rhythm sort of, semi-polyrhythmical stuff so so that was so and he has a few themes a bit like that you know that are again they're kind of slightly futuristic and and busy and kind of cerebral cerebral you know so um but then they had already some footage or some kind of a rough you know sort of graphics and stuff you know the the kind of collage type thing and so Mm. so we tried you know two three of my themes and and then that kind of flowed okay and but then it was a different kind of arrangement so then we thought no we we need to bring in charles into this as well and asia because it did it had a it had a western in orchestration so that's what i did and and uh and in fact it was even to kind of make it all quite asian that wasn't um even my idea that was uh, one of the execs he said let's make it really crazy asian or so 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 then i re-recorded this whole thing with like gongs and things and then added these kind of low low string that the kind mm. and the horns and that kind of un- dark underbelly so that's it, so it was a kind of, you know, it was a collaboration and it was a sort of manufactured from an existing theme.
you know, because it, that's often how, I guess, how I do it, you know, on, on something like, I don't know if you've seen any of Ripper Street. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's got that, it's got like a fiddle theme. Um, and again, that came out because in the first episode, the first victim, you know, in the first episode, she was a, a violinist. So, and then I had some themes for her, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. for her in her death and, you know, some kind of sad and dramatic fiddle stuff. So then I kind of jammed in the studio with the violinist and said, well, let's maybe try and expand on one of the themes. Yeah. And then and then this came out really well. And then we thought, oh, that could actually make a good title theme. So it's, it sort of often comes out of something else. interesting though because it's such a it's so striking as well and now that you now that you've talked about it understanding that it represents the the narrative you know the sort of the the different characters the main characters within the narrative is so clever yeah yeah. I mean it's 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 quite um blatant I mean the way it's sort of if you remember how it it sort of goes because it has that kind of each phrase is repeated in a different way. It sort of has mm-hmm. that kind of do 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 do, and then it repeats, but in a really dark way. So it's like a dialogue between. Yeah. It's like a sort of call and answer between Charles and Herman. You know. It works very well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the missing as well. I was such a fan of that show. I thought it was, it was really great, and and a, and a very different, you know, in terms of how personal that story that that kind of almost story is you know it's the serpent is so kind of brash and colorful and you know it's, there's there's so much kind of noise whereas the missing is this kind of almost slightly timid shaking terrified thing in a way but I just thought it was great I loved that show I thought it was so good I was very happy as well when we got the spin-off as well with with Baptiste yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm working on this right it's on the screen right now here yes uh, <laughs> oh that's exciting yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that's the new series now that's i guess that'll i don't know when it comes out but we are it's going to be very soon i guess so right oh that's great news it's always so heartwarming when we hear of you know productions that have managed to finish and that we can you know because have you been have you have you found it have you been able to you know to kind of keep busy and and plenty to do I imagine lots of projects on the go throughout this time but just not in your studio I guess more at home um yeah I mean it's yeah yeah it's been been definitely busy but I, as mentioned earlier you know this kind of slowdown of the serpent was actually quite nice because also it it normally this sort of thing becomes really stressful because you have the next project 
And then if one of them is delayed, then, you know, yeah. it all starts to clash really badly. It's something that you planned really nicely before and then it all um, falls apart. Yeah. But, but this time they were all delayed, you know, so it didn't matter. And, and I, I quite, you know, because normally I have to, I have to basically write one of these episodes, I guess, in about a week and then have another kind of two a day of revision one two days recording and day mixing so basically yeah in the end you know in out of a two-week turnaround you have about a week to write it and so that's fast you know for writing 45 minutes but it, this is pretty standard in tv you know and suddenly i actually had kind of doubled that and so it was great you know it was uh we could try out and i could try some new sort of instrument things and synth programming and, and things so so i quite enjoyed that before we run out of time as well, I just wanted to to quickly mention Elizabeth is Missing, which um, was a stunning piece of work, you know, the whole thing. And it was, I just, I mean, seeing Glenda Jackson back on screen as well was just a, a, yeah. a joy. And um, yeah. I was, I was, I was hosting the Scottish BAFTA Awards um, of which she won Best oh, Actress. Yeah. And um, we got to do, I got to do a Zoom little kind of conversation well mm-hmm. done to her. And she was just... She was everything I kind of wanted her to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's everything, but she's everything but the character <laughs> she, yeah, she plays. You know, <laughs> yeah, certainly not you. suffering from dementia. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but but such a um, I mean, I just I think such an interesting um narrative around the whole area of you know of dementia and and um I just I wondered what the what your memories were of I know it wasn't that long ago and but of working on that and and how that approach for Elizabeth is missing was it's interesting because um I initially you know I we, we sort of read it and and looked at it and I thought oh that's really interesting and first my first ideas were that it's it could be you know how to put this the dementia into music and stuff and I made some themes like that and then I played them to to Ashling and uh, I mean she was all right she says like just forget about the whole dementia thing we're not doing that you know it's about the emotional mm. the emotional journey um that she then goes on with rediscovering you know and and uh, and so we can in terms of the score at mm. least we can actually completely ignore that you know which was yeah. the right which was the right thing you know so and again you know it was because it sort of cuts between the flashbacks and i mean there's the the present and then there is the past you know which going back to the 1940s and then the score of course you know helps you to transition so it's again it's like with other shows that have multiple timelines you know it's sort of the music is not there to separate the timelines but yeah. it's actually to bring it together um yeah. because it's it's all it's one and the same story you know so you can have sort of the way you transition in and out of those of those flashbacks is that's where i think it becomes really quite interesting i mean but it, yeah if, if you watch the missing as well you know there was a lot of that going on there you know and if you're going to watch a new series of baptist there, there'll be a lot of that and of course the serpent as well yes i've, I've obviously i've become a kind of specialist in <laughs> multiple time <laughs> timelines somehow yeah how many episodes how many episodes of batista is there oh of baptist uh six yes 
Can't wait. Mm. Can't wait. Listen, it's so great to chat to you. I really appreciate your time and also uh, of giving me a second shot at this as well after I massively failed last week. Um, so I really appreciate um, you putting aside the time and it's so great to get to to pick your brain about your your fabulous creativity and what yeah. you do. Um, thanks so much, Dominic. Really appreciate it. Okay. Well, thanks, Edith. Good. Uh, nice talking. Yeah. yeah. Good questions. <laughs> Take care and stay safe. Thanks. Bye. Score to Missing, that's Come Home featuring Amatorsky, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with composer Dominic Scherer. My huge thanks to Dominic for taking the time to talk to us. The Serpent is available to watch now on iPlayer and Netflix, and I highly recommend that you do, with the new season of Baptiste beginning on Sunday at 9pm on BBC One. Now, before we go, I wanted to draw your attention to a great service provided by Faro and Ball. I'm sure, like me, you have been staring at the same walls for a few months now, looking for new inspiration and maybe thinking about a bit of DIY. Well, I've just started making plans for a few changes in a few rooms in my house. And it's amazing what a lick of paint can do to lift a room or space, creating a brand new mood or feeling. But sometimes I struggle with what works where and I can't make decisions on what colour to match with specific walls and surroundings. And that is where a Faro and Ball colour consultant comes in. Now, I had a lovely few hours last week with Paddy. Thanks, Paddy. Who quite literally felt like a colour fairy godmother, making the most incredible suggestions and recommendations. So much so, even before I lifted a brush, I can visualise how it's going to turn out in glorious detail. It's very exciting. His design and colour expertise have been invaluable, from how light can impact colour choice to how colour can work on the size perspective of rooms. Paddy really had a wealth of ideas and I can't wait to use them. I was already a big fan of Faro and Ball products, but I've been incredibly impressed and inspired by the personal colour advice that I've received. So why not book your in-home or virtual colour consultation today? The hourly cost for the tailored colour consultancy sessions is £195 for in-home and £130 for online. To find out more, visit the Faro and Ball website, faro-ball.com. That's faro-ball.com. And so to next week. So excited about this one. I'm joined by Kate Heron and Natalie Holt, the director of and composer for Loki. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Mm-hmm.